0: Welcome to The Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze and this is The Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Uh, Quite a few people in the chat today. Uh, Hello people, we've got Resident SD... Joanne, Electric Boogaloo, Nicholas Aman, Frost Gamer, I think Jamie's is around as well. Uh, Gavin is probably getting ready for Saturday Night's Sega. I will think he's kind of around, as I think is Green Viper. But hello to everyone! Uh, so those of you who tuned in for Opposite Week will know that I covered uh, Club Sega in place of I Need Fruit that week. Uh, in the course of uh, writing the script for that... Um, we discovered that there were quite a few games on the Atomis Wave, which is the arcade cabinet which I covered for Club Sega, it had quite a few games that were cancelled and were never released. And some of those are pretty interesting, so I thought I'd go into a bit more depth with it, as I tend to do here on Hidden Palace. So, starting from the beginning, the Atomis Wave is the younger sibling to the Sega Naomi arcade board, it was developed by Sami and was put into arcades in 2004. This arcade board is built around pretty similar architecture to the Dreamcast and the Naomi but has twice the video RAM and four times the audio RAM. Oddly though, even though with this extra RAM it still isn't as powerful as its predecessor, which is a bit peculiar. This fact aside, it did have one other feature which is the addition of internet access which was mainly used to create a joint leaderboard across connected cabinets. This was referred to as the Atomus Wave Net or AW Net for short. Each game is designed with a game cart that allows cabinets to be freely customised for each game used be it fighting, shooting, racing or anything else. At Club Sega I covered a few of the released games and now I'm going to go talk about some of the unreleased games that never made it properly into the arcades. Starting off with a game called Force Five, which is a fighting game that was first shown off in 2003 and was designed to use the AWNET, likely as a means to show off people's arcade records. The game has eight playable characters, Shin, Hound, Mei Ling, Tony, Beck, Ralph, Saka and Del Sol. No, not Tony as in my husband, at least I hope not, because that would be weird. Each character has their own fighting style, and along with their fighting moves, each character can perform a spell attack, which will use some of their health to cast. The game has a little extra to show in terms of unique features, as on screen you'll see your health bar, the timer, and some dots which light up after each win. The game had gone through some significant changes to the version that you can find footage for online. According to some reports, the game was originally set as 5 to 20, sec- uh, five 20 second long rounds, which is then changed to the standard 2, round- uh, two bout round with the timer set to 99 seconds. As far as anyone is aware, there are only 5 copies of this game that exist, and so far no ROM for the game has been dumped on through the internet, so videos are online are all that we can see of this game, at least for now. Okay. Let's have a bit of music then. So from Virtual Fighter 2, we've got a secret hiding in the leaves. And then our first request for today, we've got uh, Demolish Fist Stage 01, which was requested by Nicholas Hamann. So enjoy those and I'll speak to you guys after the music break. back. And that was Demolish Fist stage 01 requested by Nicholas Aman and before that we had Virtual Fighter 2, a secret hiding in the leaves. So from one fighting game to another we have Kenju, a cell shaded one versus one game developed during 2003 and cancelled for unfortunately unknown reasons. You can play as one of 12 characters which include the twins Rina and Mina who appear to play as a single character Next we have Tyron, the cat girl Shiwa, British archaeologist Slayman, That's an interesting name, a bodyguard called Gale, high school student Nanoha, as well as one of the men uh, some sort of man beast who's called Hanuman. There are others, but sadly I wasn't able to find all of their names. From the footage that I could have found I could find the fighting seems to be pretty fluid and the ranking seems to show off your maximum combo so using complex combo systems could very well have been part of the central gameplay mechanics in a similar scenario to force 5 a limited number of these carts are kicking around with the number likely to be five or less and once again as far as i'm aware there hasn't been a rom of it dumped onto the internet as of yet Um, yeah, I, I just had to check during the music break that I could actually be heard because uh, there's been a few tech breakdowns with the stream recently uh, and it's maybe slightly paranoid. I'm sure none of us will f- ever forget I Need Fruits' memorable performance when he was hosting Hidden Palace during Opposites Week uh, and his uh, epic rendition of uh, My Sweet Passion. That's, that's going to go down in history, that one. Mostly because we won't let him live it down. Yes, we are evil. I think we should have more music then. I'm getting through this quite quickly, actually. Uh, 20's actually been really helpful. to put up a video on the Radio Sega um, social media Twitter feed. Which shows some of the um, Kenju footage So, if you fancy having a look, you can check out the Radio Sega Twitter and have a look at some of that footage. Or just search it on YouTube, I guess. Anyway... Let's have some music, shall we? Uh, So, from Fighting Vipers, we've got Bayside Blues and then another request from Nicholas Amman. This time we've got The Rumblefish at Green Canal Avenue. So enjoy those and I will speak to you guys again after a music break.
1: sega music live shows and the chance to request your favorites this is radiosega.net
0: The fish, uh Green Canal Avenue And yes I know I've A bunch of people have pointed out That I didn't change the metadata again Because I'm a colossal moron And I know you told me to change it last week love Leave me alone I'll change it before I Close everything down tonight I promise And yeah um, None of us deserve 20 uh, 20 is MVP here at Radio Sega. We all know it. Uh, Yeah, so we had the Rumpfish, Itchy Green Canal Avenue and then before that, Fighting Vipers, Bayside Blues. Okay. And everyone is now mocking me. Because they're all mean. (sighs) I suppose I kind of deserve this one though. Moving on from a fighter to a racer so I can actually talk about the stuff I'm supposed to be here to talk about. We have Chase 1929, or Chicago 1929, depending on which version you're looking at. Uh, Now, when you think of racing games, you tend to think of sleek cars or muscle cars with lots of power. And you don't usually think of racing cars from the 1920s. We do not talk about Spirit of Speed before anyone starts. I will kill you all. I covered that on a previous episode anyway. There are three racers in this game. Uh, One is a dapper gentleman who might be a police detective driving in a a car called the Red Justice. Wow, okay. A lady of refinement who is clearly looking for some excitement in her socialite life is behind the wheel of the Blue Angel. And finally we have another fellow who looks more like he'd be more at home behind the wheel of a train or a construction vehicle. Uh, with his vest and overalls, uh, driving a car called the Black Hammer. Um... There's probably innuendo in there somewhere... Oh, never mind. This game has a few different race tracks, uh, which appear to include the Chicago City Streets, as you'd expect from one of the various titles, a frozen country road, and one which sees you racing against a train. The gameplay sees you tearing through the streets, smashing as many other cars, trams and other vehicles as you can to gain seconds while you try and take down your assigned target vehicle. Kind of like Burnout or uh, Carmageddon a little bit. Um, once you've taken enough cars down you'll be able to contend with a boss vehicle which has a health bar. When you finally send them to the scrap heap, the level will end and your score is totaled up, and on the next level you will, end, uh, you will pick a new course. To aid you in catching up with your targets, you can make use of a boost function, although there is no indicator on how many times you can use this avi- ability in the version of the games which I have seen. The flyer for this game notes that there is a total of 6 stages with 3 different difficulty levels. Uh, i don't know how many versions of this were made Uh, i wasn't able to find that out and um i don't think there's a rom available for it if somebody knows different then please let me know Uh, but i was not able to to locate one but yeah that one actually looks pretty cool i like the idea of an old-fashioned racing thing it's one of the things about spirit of speed is that i liked the concept it's just the gameplay was incredibly bad so that side sort of that kind of idea with like the old fashioned racing cars and um you know interesting tracks with that kind of like Carmageddon burnout sort of feel would have been pretty cool. Shame it didn't get made. Okay then. 20 years post some of the game flyers for um, Chase 1929. Uh, yeah, it, oops. I guess we're going on to the music then because I've got to loop my talk bed. Uh, so we've got Daytona USA Saturn the King of Speed, and uh, after that, NASCAR Arcade revving up. Enjoy!
1: music live shows and the chance to request your favorites this is radiosega.net
0: and that was NASCAR Arcade revving up by Sons of Angels better known to most of you as Crush 40 and before that we had Daytona USA, the King of Speed which as we all know is a tune uh, talking a bit about our various arcade cabinets because uh, Twenty was pointing out that um, one of the arcade cabinets that was presented on the flyer for Chase 1929 has a seat that looks kind of like A really uncomfortable plastic bench you know like those perch seats you get sometimes at bus stops and it looks super uncomfortable and then electric boogaloo posted a picture of a virtual racing um, arcade cabinet which appeared to have instead of a proper seat like a metal shelf that you were supposed to perch on all right okay and Frost Frostgame was saying anyone who detached the seat and made people stand is a monster. Um, and I was saying like, but on racing games on higher, on a lot of racing games for higher difficulty modes. You have to be able to short shift. You know the the heel toe thing that lets you shift gears quickly. And uh, to which uh, ElectroBuggly replied, upright driving games don't here often don't even have a brake pedal. So, like, uh, uh-heh, uh, oh god. So, yeah, um, because I forgot that most of America doesn't know how to use a uh, manual gearbox known to you guys as stick shift. That got my dad into trouble once. Uh, he was driving a Pontiac Grand Am when he was in America for work, uh, and hit the wrong pedal. Because he thought he was try automatically tried to go for the um, the clutch, hit the brake, and sent the car into a spin. Whoops! Anyway, I will loop my talk bed this time, and then talk about what I'm supposed to be talking about again, uh, which is a game called Sushi Bar, a puzzle game which was developed in 2003 and even though the game was reviewed, it never actually got a full release. Which is a shame, as it actually looks pretty fun. In Sushi Bar, you play against either the computer or a friend, and you can select a row of three sushi dishes from the conveyor belt at the top of the screen, which restocks after each set you pick. Once selected, you'll be able to rotate the dishes before they hit the bottom, and you need to arrange the plates so that you have four or more of the same dish, which will then disappear and the dishes will be added to your total at the end of the round. With the more dishes you clear, the more empty ones appear on your opponent's board, making it harder for them to clear their own. So, think Puyo Puyo, basically. As you play, the belts may be changed when you run low on available dishes, and the central conveyor will show a chef's special dish. When this shows, any dishes which match the special will add additional plates to your total if cleared from the board while this shows. At the start of the game you get to pick your character, of which you have 5 to pick from, but there are 4 more characters which are positioned outside the character selection area and are in larger frames, and these ones you can't select. Once you've picked your character, one of the other characters, which includes the four I mentioned, are then selected to be your opponent. You're then taken to a sushi roulette when your dishes are selected for the round. The food battle option is 8 rounds long, which just so happens to match the number of remaining characters after you pick yours. How very convenient. There is also a challenge mode, but I unfortunately wasn't able to find out very much about that, apart from what the game describes it as, which is a Grade Certification Extreme Challenge. Maybe you were supposed to, like, be a sushi chef in that, I guess? I don't know. Uh, Electropooler is now saying that um, Sit down, rush 2049 Cabinet does indeed have gas, brake and clutch So Like an actual car then, good And Diane's saying sushi themed games remind me Of the Sushi Go board game That's a lot of fun I don't play many board games Uh, We do have a few, we have more card games Because Tony collects card games Um, So maybe I should try that at some point Although it'll probably just make me hungry and Frost is saying, Forget garbage Puyos, Tetrominos, and Jewels. Garbage dishes are the hot new thing. <laughs> well, they were the hot new thing in 2003. Uh, so yeah, let's have some more music. We've actually got a three-song uh, three block coming up, which is unusual for this show. Uh, so, uh, and all three of them are requests, which is why I tried very hard to squeeze them all in. So, from Sega Bass Fishing... We've got Cape Area, sushi, fish, it made sense in my head. And from Puyo Puyo 15th Anniversary, Advent of Purimpu Satan Sama, which is requested by Green Viper 8, sort of. And then from Metal Slug 6, we've got Cliff and Cave, which is requested by Electric Boogaloo. So I hope you enjoy those and I will be back after the music break for the chiptune corner.
1: You're listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.
0: Metal Slug Six, Cliff and Cave, which was requested by Electric Boogaloo, and before that we had Sega Puyo Puyo uh, 15th Anniversary, Advent of Purin Poo, Satan Summer, which was requested by Green Viper Eight. That is a great track. Thanks for suggesting that one, Green Viper. And before that we had Sega Bass Fishing Cape Area, requested by Frost Gamer. Right, time for the Chiptune Corner then. It's not often that you hear the term one-man band used these days, but that's how Canadian musician Dan McClay chooses to describe his music project, DJ Arthur Keane's band. The music is a combination of influences that meld together eclectic pop music with 8-bit tunes and lo-fi instrumentation for a fairly distinctive sound. So I'm going to drop a link to the Bandcamp into the Discord chat. And I think uh, Twenny will probably put it up on social media later. Uh, But I'm going to play you one of their tracks. It's called Suitcase. Uh, Let me know what you think about it. And I will speak to you again after the break. For, well, for the end of the show. Enjoy! J. Arthur Keen's band, Suitcase. What do you think of it? I think it was pretty good. Um, there's quite a lot of his other stuff, which is also very good. Um, there's some of it that's a bit hard to listen to, but it gets better as you go in. It's a bit weird that way. Anyway, uh, thank you to everybody who's tuned in today. Uh, thanks to everybody who's been in the Discord chat. So we've had Frost, Electric Boogaloo, um, Hakuzo. Uh, Nicholas Aman What else we had? Twini obviously doing an awesome job on the social media as always uh, Doan who's been lurking about uh, and whoever else has been tuning in um, commenting, via, or commenting or retweeting on Twitter or wherever I'm not sure what I'm going to be covering next week and because there's, there's a couple of different things that I want to look into But if you do have anything that you want me to cover here on Hidden Palace, uh, there's a few ways to get in touch with me. You can reach me through the Radio Sega Discord where I am at SkyBlaze. Or you can get in touch with me on Twitter where I am at Blazing Skies. Or you can reach me through the Radio Sega Twitter or Facebook pages. Now I'm working on uploading my backlog of shows because Green Viper keeps bugging me about it. Um, Trying to get that done over the next few days, so hopefully There'll be some Hidden Palace to listen to on various streaming sites at some point. But stay tuned tonight for more Radio Sega Live with Saturday Night Sega, and tomorrow you can regale your ears with the LMC block, although no Rexy tomorrow as she is taking a well-earned mid-season break. I've been Skyblaze and this has been The Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. We've got one last song to go out on. This one is dedicated to I Need Fruit and Kevin LMC. And it is Freening Green, The Palace That Was Found Classic Style. I'm sure you get the joke there, guys. Take care, everybody. Good night. If you enjoyed the show, check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiosega forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the
1: best Sega music 24-7.